Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Hello, C3 family. Happy New Year. And I bring you greetings from your Watoro family back here in Uganda and also in Juba, South Sudan. I want to honor your pastors, Steve and Angie, great friends of Watoto. And of course, you are great partners to us. So thankful to be able to share God's word with you today uh, as you do the series on revival, which is very, very exciting. Well, let's pray so I can dive into the things God has blessed in my heart. Father, I ask you to speak to us today as we open up our hearts to experience your move in a great measure. I want to thank you and I give you honor for your word in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Revival is such a needed thing in our lives. We all need revival. Those moments when we experience God moving in ways like never before and the credit can only be given to Him and not to any human being. We all need those moments where God does that. I love what the book of Acts refers to revival times of refreshing. Well, today I want to share with you five keys to revival, to experiencing revival. I know five are many, and so to make it easy, just remember the first five letters of the English alphabet. And those are the five keys I want to give to you today. And let's start with the first one since there are many and our time is short. The first key is a absolute surrender. Absolute surrender. Once you are all in for God, God also says, I'm all in for you and revival can begin. Nothing as powerful as being in a position of absolute surrender because there you're in the best place for God to move and you experience Him and then everybody sees it as revival. Second Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9 says this, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him, committed, absolutely surrendered to him. God decides, if I find that kind of person, I'm ready to show myself strong. So absolute surrender is a key to revival. I love what D.L. Moody says. And this quote is is attributed to him. He says, The world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through and in and by the man who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. Why not you? You know what? Surrender is a decision that we each can make. And once we do that, God says, I'm ready to move. 
Joshua 3, verse 5. Here's what Joshua told the people of Israel. Uh, he, he said, uh, he told the people, consecrate yourselves, set yourselves apart in absolute surrender, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. So the first key, my friend, is absolute surrender. It positions you to experience revival. Let's go to the second one. B stands for bold prayer. Bold prayer. Prayer is the key that opens the door to revival. And it's very interesting. Once the door of revival is opened, guess what? Then we even begin to pray more and even pray more boldly. When Solomon had built the temple and had finished building his palace, the Bible says God appeared to him and God begins to talk about this power of prayer. And God says, when everything is not working, the weather has gone bad, there's plague in the land and there's disaster. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 to 15, God says to Solomon, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. God is saying, once things are stuck, get to pray and then I will come through for you. Bold prayer is a great key to revival. So you want to see revival in your life, in your family, as C3 Church? We gotta pray boldly. God says, hey, come, if my people pray boldly, I will hear from heaven. You know what? Bold prayer honors God. Daring prayer honors God. Jesus said in John 14, verse 13 to 14, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son because bold prayer honors God, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. God, this is what Jesus is saying. Whatever you ask, anything, let's be bold and go before God and cry out to Him to revive us. He will come through. John 16 and verse 24, Jesus said, until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Wow. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. What is it that will bring full joy in your heart? What is it that will cause C3 Church to celebrate God in an amazing way? Is when God comes through this God of revival and he does things which only he can do. And he says, ask. Let's learn to pray boldly, my friends. You know, a prayer movement leads to a revival movement. And there is nothing that fuels revival like answered prayer. When God begins to answer prayer, it just fuels revival. I think of uh, two years, in fact, just over two years ago, there's a family in the church that approached me after a service. This was a husband and wife and his precious children. And he said, Pastor, one of my daughters needs to get married. She's done with school, ready for marriage. Would you pray? 
And you know, because it's in between services, I boldly prayed and I said, God, bring the right man for this beautiful daughter of yours. And may it be something that will bring so much glory to you, O oh God. Hear the cry of these parents for their daughter. And God answered that prayer. I had the privilege of conducting their wedding in December this past year. Beautiful wedding. But here's what happened. As the dad shared the testimony of the fact that that marriage was an answer to prayer, it began to trigger other things. There were people who were in that wedding ceremony that got my number, phoned me and said, hey, pastor, we need you to pray for our daughters as well. And I had a meeting with them in my office and just sat and they were from a different church and we chatted through and I prayed with them boldly. Now guess why they came to me? Because answered prayer caused them to put their trust in God and then they came to me and, and now I'm believing that God's going to answer those prayers and their daughters will be married and that will be a testimony that will just begin to fly all around pointing people back to a God who does the amazing. Bold prayer opens the door to revival and it honors God. What is it that you've held back from trusting God with in prayer? Let's pray boldly and ask God to send a revival in our land, in the church. Let's dare trust God for His healing power, for His deliverance power. Because when He answers those bold prayers, it starts trusting God and the revival begins to happen. So bold prayer is another key to revival. Let's go to the third one. C stands for commitment to God's Word. Here's how we commit to God's Word. Read it. Man, dive into God's Word. Get into God's Word until God's Word gets into you, like someone said. Believe it. Don't just read it. Believe it. Believe what God says in His Word. Embrace God's Word as the final word on all matters of life. Absolutely trust God's word. And then once you have God's word with you, share it. When you begin to share God's word with other people, revival begins to happen because it begins to build faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. My friends, when we commit to God's word, God commits to his word. Mark chapter 16 and verse 20 says about the disciples, says the disciples went out and they preached everywhere they, they went and the Lord walked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied it. When we get into God's word and believe God's word, God says, I'm going to confirm my word. And when God begins to confirm his word with signs and wonders, guess what happens? Revival. Revival begins to happen because people begin to see God moving in an amazing way. Trust God's Word. Get into God's Word. Man, when we decide to trust and believe and dive into God's Word and, and begin to say, God, we take you at your Word, God says, watch, I must confirm my Word with signs and wonders. So commit to God's Word. What's the fourth? D, D stands for depend 
on the Holy Spirit. We cannot expect revival without the Holy Spirit. We can never talk about revival and not talk about the place of the Holy Spirit in revival. Acts chapter 2 and verse 17, this is what Peter said, quoting the prophet Joel, said in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Something happens when we are open to the Holy Spirit and we begin to depend on the Holy Spirit. Revival happens. Sons and daughters begin to speak the word of God. Young men begin to see visions. When revival happens, God begins to open our eyes afresh to new possibilities. They all begin to dream dreams. Revival is not just for the next generation. It's for all generations. And that's why we must depend on the Holy Spirit and cry out for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's a promise for the last days. The Holy Spirit gives us power to be effective witnesses. When revival happens, people begin to share the gospel, but not in their own strength. It's in the power of the Holy Spirit. We begin to get vision. We begin to get dreams. We become alive again. We begin to dream again. That's what revival does. The past two years, man, things have been going low. It's time for Holy Spirit to stir up something fresh in your heart, my friend and give your dream back to you in a greater measure. And any God-given dream will come to pass. The Holy Spirit stirs up His gifts to start to work in our lives. You know what? When the Holy Spirit comes, He triggers the supernatural, which in turn triggers a revival. We experienced a great revival here uh, 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 in the 1920s and 30s here in Uganda and the 40s. It was called the Great East Africa Revival. And the story about this revival was two men, a missionary actually from uh, a British missionary, Dr. Joe Church, working in Rwanda. I mean, he, he was frustrated while he was there for how things were going. Uh, and he was very discouraged. He was a missionary doctor and things were not working the way he thought. And so he decided to come to Kampala and uh, go to the church on Namirembe Hill, one of our hills there with the first uh, Anglican cathedral. And the story goes that on a Sunday when he was here, he went to the church and outside he met a man called Simeon Nsibambi. And Simeon Nsibambi likely was having a frustration and here's what uh, Simeon asked uh, uh, my Joe. He, he, he said to Joe, there is something missing in me and the Uganda church. Can you tell what it is? And so the two men, because they had a stirring in their hearts, began to talk and they began to study the Bible and they began to realize that what was missing was actually the Holy Spirit's move in their lives and in the churches. 
And then Joe, the Bible says that the, the, the story goes, not the Bible, the story goes. He, he wrote back to his um, mission organization and wrote back to his friends back in Rwanda. He said, there can be nothing to stop a real outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Rwanda now except our own lack of sanctification. Both men were transformed and then Joe went back to Gahini in Rwanda, a new person. When he got there, something changed and there were conversions. People began to reconcile one to another. It became a big movement that started in Rwanda. It came to Southwest Uganda, went to Kenya, Tanzania, a revival. And up to today, there is a song that we sing here in Uganda from the 1930s. It says, Yesu, we praise you, God. We praise you, Jesus. You are the son of God, the Lamb of God, the blood that you spilled has washed me. I'm giving glory to God. It sang literally everywhere. It was a revival song. How did it start? When two men decided to be open and depend on the Holy Spirit. Depend on the Holy Spirit, my friend. Without the Holy Spirit, there cannot be Revival. And what's the final key that I want to give to you today? And that is E, letter E, expectant faith. Expectant faith. You know what? Expectant faith sets the atmosphere for revival. There is something different about expectant faith because some of us will say, yes, we have faith, but it is a kind of passive faith. It is a reluctant faith. It's there, but doesn't really expect much. You know what? We need an expectant faith where we are taking God for who he is, taking his word for what he says, and we expect him to move. Expectant faith sets the atmosphere for an amazing move of God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the evidence of things hoped for. That's the kind of expectant faith. And the evidence of things not seen. You begin to expect God to move in an amazing way. Oh, my C3 family church, it's the same challenge for us here at Watoto. We gotta have an expectation that God is real and he's interested in revival. There's nobody more interested in bringing a revival than God himself. Let's have that faith. And verse six of Hebrews 11 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It's what faith is. Without it, we can't please God. And when we are crying out for revival, we must believe that this God we are crying out to exists. And He rewards. He hears our prayer and He rewards us when we seek Him. Expectant faith sets the atmosphere for a revival to happen. I love a friend of mine who described faith as an acronym that refers to a fantastic adventure 
and trusting him. When you decide to have expectant faith, get ready for an adventure, watching God do what only he can do. And when he begins to do that, we call it revival. Let me end with this story. When the economic meltdown hit in 2008, and I mean, it, it impacted us here in Uganda. And, um, uh, we, as Watoto Church, we generally people are, are, are good givers. They are generous. But we saw our giving going down and things were tough. And I mean, we had to go through and we thank God for that season. But I remember just coming out of that economic meltdown, God began to challenge us, especially Gary and Marilyn. He said, hey, uh, uh, ask the people of Watoto to give an offering, a big offering, like never before, and give it all away to missions. And he came and shared with us what God was laying on his heart. And, and he said, God wants us to give a million dollars. I mean, we looked at Gary and we were like, you must be crazy. Because we're just coming out of this economic meltdown and the shilling in Uganda has weakened against the dollar. I mean, people were just recovering. A million dollars, we've never given anything like that in one single offering. But God had spoken. And as pastors, we began to get on board. And then we put our faith up. We shared with the congregation. We had expectation that God could do it. And in 2012, Watoto gave our first miracle missions offering. We didn't give a million dollars. We gave $1.1 million in one offering. That was something that sparked a revival of generosity. From that time, we've never looked back. Something shifted. Why? We put our trust in a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or even imagine. He's a God of revival. So my friends, as I conclude with these five keys, which area are you struggling in? Is it absolute surrender? Is it the area of prayer, bold prayer? Is it a commitment to God's word? Maybe you're struggling with depending on the Holy Spirit or in the area of expectant faith. Whichever area you're struggling in, bring it before God. And I believe that as we begin to put these five keys in place, we can expect a revival to happen in our personal lives, in our families, but also in the church. I want to thank you so much for hearing God's Word today. And I'm always honored to be invited to share with you. God bless you and have a fantastic rest of the service. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.